0: Hello, welcome back to the Lit and Glow Fitness Podcast. So, today I'm going to talk about hacking your hormones. I feel like this is a super hot topic and you hear it all the time on Instagram. You might hear people talking about it on podcasts, like how to hack your hormones so that you can, you know, feel better, more energized, have better sex drive, um, experience less painful periods, all of these things. And I just wanted to talk about it in a little bit more detail so that you are not wasting your money and time doing things that aren't going to really make a difference. So before we get started, I am talking about this topic from a women's health perspective. So there's lots and lots of hormones in our body. We've got over 50 hormones in our body and hormones control and regulate many, many biological processes in our bodies. But we we mainly associate hormone hacking with our menstrual cycle and with gut issues you might hear people talking about insulin and manipulating insulin levels and stuff like that as well but i'm not going to go into that that is for a whole other episode um if you want to know my opinion on that quickly you don't need to be hooked up to an insulin monitor all day unless you have a medical reason to be um I just wouldn't listen to anyone who says about you know glucose glucose levels and insulin. You just need to um, eat a well-balanced diet and you don't need to worry yourself about those things. So today I'm gonna to talk mainly about female sex hormones because this is usually what people are thinking of when they hear about hacking your hormones. So I want to just kick off the discussion by saying I absolutely hate, hate, hate hate the term hack your hormones we cannot hack our hormones you know the the suggestion that we can just do this quick thing to hack a really you know complicated process and a very natural process Really just doesn't make any sense. It makes you think that you can take a balanced tonic or a mushroom powder or vitality vitamins and that is going to fix all of your issues and that your hormones are going to be in a good place because you took this powder. And it's just not the case. You cannot hack your hormones. There is no quick way to improve your health, there's no quick way to improve your hormones. You actually cannot heal your hormones either. For most of you, your hormones are not broken. They're not sick. It's maybe we have things that are slightly um, out of balance or maybe we are not um, looking after ourselves in the best way possible, which can affect how we feel. But we can't heal the hormones um, unless you've been diagnosed with like a genuine endocrine issue. And you're if you're someone who's in a healthy body your hormones are going to do what they should do naturally your body is very clever it's very intelligent and as long as you take care of it it will perform in the way that it's supposed to unless obviously you've been diagnosed with some sort of endocrine issue um so i find that most women want to improve their hormones or heal their hormones because of issues with their menstrual cycle with their gut with their moods or with their sex drive and a lot of women might just feel like they need to heal their hormones because they've seen it on Instagram or they've seen heard people talk about it on a podcast and so it's something that sh- they should be focusing on and doing too when they might have absolutely zero symptoms and zero reason for even wanting to do that another reason that people might want to heal their hormones is acne skin issues rosacea, eczema these types of things too So um, there are, you know, signs that something is not quite, that something might not be quite right with our body, like gut issues, skin issues, mood issues, menstrual cycle issues, but I really want you to move away from the idea that a tonic or a powder or a vitamin of any sort is going to be the answer to this problem. Supplements will not work on their own. If you are not performing or functioning as you should or as you feel like you should, so if you're having crazy mood issues around your cycle, if you've got gut issues around your cycle, you know, you if you feel like you've got no sex drive, if you feel like you've got skin issues, then we need to be looking at our lifestyle before we try and buy a supplement or look for that quick fix quick fixes do not work same for fat loss and you know me I am so against quick fixes because they do not work I am sick and tired of watching women waste their time and their money on things that are meant to be you know overnight fixes for issues that need real work if you're trying to improve your health you need to make sure that you do the real work. A vitamin is not going to do that. If you feel unwell or like there is issues with your hormones, you can't just expect that a powder is going to fix that. You actually have to look at your lifestyle. So I do believe that we can feel bad and like feel have symptoms that we could potentially really improve with our lifestyle. So what I mean by that is... A lot of us get really painful periods, a lot of us have big you know mood fluctuations around our periods, a lot of us get sore boobs, acne, all of these things and so a lot of this we might not eliminate it completely but a lot of it can be improved through lifestyle and unless you have something like endometriosis which in my experience of working with loads of women with endometriosis the main thing that helps them is undergoing the surgery um, and you know unless you have diagnosed thyroid issues unless you have like a diagnosed issue there and even with those diagnosed issues along with the medical intervention you should be improving your lifestyle we need to make sure that when we are looking for support and when we are looking to because we don't feel well or we don't feel good or we feel like things are out of whack and we're not functioning as we would expect that we really look at our lifestyle and we look at the things that we can control before we automatically go to take a supplement or to take a pill or whatever it is so i know that sometimes it can feel so easy to just be like oh if i take this balance tonic it's going to make me feel amazing. Such and such said that this balance tonic literally changed their life. They had so much more energy, etc., etc. But the placebo effect is legit. The placebo effect is so fucking powerful. And I'm not going to go into detail about the placebo effect, but go and look up Alia Crum, Alia Crum on YouTube. Watch her TED Talk all about the placebo effect, and you will start to understand how powerful the placebo effect and the expectation effect is expectation effect is a brilliant book if you want to read that like it will change the way that you think um and so we can't just expect that oh because such and such has taken this balanced tonic that's definitely going to work for me like w- these things are not going to work if your lifestyle is shit we need to make sure that we are focusing on the things that really make a big difference to the health of our body, okay, so if you are experiencing menstrual cycle problems, like your period is irregular, you're crippled with pain, you know, these intense symptoms with your moods, and I'm not talking about, you know, a little low mood or a little bout of anxiety every now and again around your cycle, but like extreme dips in moods, Um, if your menstrual cycle is affecting your ability to go about your day-to-day life then there is things that we could do to improve those symptoms because your menstrual cycle is a indicator of your internal health it is an indicator of your internal health and if you do all of these things and you see no improvement then we 100% want to get to a doctor but we have to be consistent at actually showing up for our body and um, showing up in a healthy way and being healthy, living a healthy life before we can start looking to spend money on supplements and all of that. So I want you to just completely get rid of the notion of hacking your hormones. It is not possible. Just like you can't hack fat loss, you can't cheat it. We have to make sure that we put in the work to live the healthiest life possible in order to feel our healthiest. If we live, unless you have a medical issue, if we live a healthy life, by doing all of the things that I'm going to mention soon, if we live a healthy life, our hormones will do what they need to do. So for the majority of you listening to this, you don't need to worry about the mushroom powders or the vitality vitamins or the balanced tonic. In fact, you don't need to worry about any supplements if you are not doing the fundamentals of nutrition, sleep, stress, exercise, and I'm going to talk about endocrine disruptors as well. So there is literally no point in wasting your money or wasting your time on a hack your hormones, this or that, and unless you are doing these things okay so the first one is nutrition <clears throat> excuse me choked on my own breath um first one is nutrition eat three meals a day stop skipping meals stop replacing meals with coffee and stop living off sugar eat three high protein meals with enough fiber and enough fat and enough carbs I feel like this is obvious. If you feed yourself no- nutritious food, you will feel good. If you feed yourself shit, you will feel shit. Simple. So if you live off cereal bars here and there, you know protein bars here and there, um if you live off fast food or just eating out all the time or just caffeine, you're going to feel like shit. There's just like no getting around that you're feeding yourself ultra processed foods you're not putting then you know protein in your body you're not putting fruits and veggies veggies in your body so no wonder you've got gut issues no wonder you've got skin issues no wonder your period pain is bad like if you live off caffeine if you live off alcohol if you live off sugar and you live off crisps and all of that you're not going to feel good our bodies in order to function well you need to see your body as a machine it's literally the if you were to get a car on your 18th birthday and you needed to keep that car until the day you die how well would you look after that car you would make sure that it's well maintained that you put the right fuel in it you know you'd make sure that the tires were you know all right you would make sure that you looked after it that is what we should be doing with our body you've literally been given one body we don't get a second chance we do not get a second chance at taking care of our health You know, right now, you might not be seeing the impact of what you're doing, but you may well do when you hit your 40s, 50s, 60s. And so we need to feed ourselves with food that the body needs. And not enough of us are. Not enough of us are. Too many of us wake up, have a coffee for breakfast, and then eat something, you know, ultra-processed. You know, have crisps and chocolate in between. We're living off cereal bars. Breakfast biscuits for breakfast. Guys, that's a fucking biscuit. That is not a breakfast. Um, We need to make sure. I'm not saying all of your food has to be natural and whole foods. But most of it should be. So, we need protein in every meal. And you should be eating regularly. So, I don't agree with fasting for women. I think it's a bad idea for female health. And I don't think that we should be having caffeine on an empty stomach. So, we want to be having like a big high-protein breakfast... So I'm talking a few eggs, like three eggs or some chicken sausages, some, some, um, you know, high protein yogurt, these things that are going to get you, you know, 25, 30 grams of protein in your very first meal. Then some fruits and veggies. Every meal should have some fiber in it. Fiber is so important for digestion, for breaking down your food, sending it through your body. If you've got gut, gut issues like bloating, constipation, you know, in, increase your fiber and see if that helps. I always talk about protein. I'm a coach, I'm helping people lose fat, build muscle. I always talk about protein, but when you start working with me, you will see that I'm not a fan of you having a protein powder and a protein bar for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's like for me, that's a supplement. So you should be getting, you know, 80, 90% of your protein from real whole foods like fish, chicken, beef, eggs dairy even and you should be getting your protein from those things and then have a protein powder if you want but we don't need to be having that we don't need to be we shouldn't need it all of the time multiple times a day we should be getting our protein in from real food um so when it comes to nutrition if you are not eating three high protein meals a day if you are not hitting that fiber goal of 30 grams a day or more then we don't need to be worrying about buying a powder that says it's going to fix your hormones. Fats. We should be eating healthy fats. In your diet, you shouldn't be avoiding things like olive oil, avocado, nuts and seeds. They are so important for your health and therefore your hormones. So they're not just going to fix your hormones. Your hormones aren't broken. But anything you do for your health is going to have a knock-on effect on how you're feeling and so you might associate that with your hormones so your nutrition needs to be full of nutritious food and not just ultra processed quick convenience food we should see fruit and veg we should see protein we should see healthy fats and we should see carbs because carbs are your main source of energy and we do we need them to feel good so if you're not Hitting the basics of nutrition, like feeding yourself regularly with nutritious foods. Don't go wasting your money on any vitamins or supplements. It will be a waste of your time. And believe me, I've tried to cheat this myself. I took all of the fertility fertility supplements I could, but I could not counteract the fact that I sometimes missed meals to eat chocolate. That I skipped breakfast to have a coffee. You know I was really really good at maintaining my body weight I was really really good at calories in and out but I was not good at taking care of my internal health my gut my skin my periods they were all a little bit up the wall and until I worked on nutrition as a whole and made sure I fed myself with proper food regularly the next thing that I want you to think about is sleep So, it doesn't matter how many vitamins or what balanced tonic you take. If you're getting shit quality sleep, you are going to feel like shit. That could potentially affect your menstrual cycle. It It could potentially affect your gut. Because being low on sleep is a form of stress. We need to have adequate sleep to perform well. Remember, the body is a machine and we need to give it rest for it to perform well, so sleep does go into stress, so stress, this could look like um, work stress, emotional stress, you know, your stress at personal life, it could look like over-exercising, it could look like lack of sleep, okay, so over-exercising is a form of stress, if you're just constantly unable to have a rest day, body might be stressed if you're getting you know missed periods irregular periods if you're having bad period symptoms and you're somebody who literally cannot go a day without getting a sweat on think about that you know that could be causing you stress we see women lose their menstrual cycles because of over exercise when you lose your menstrual cycle because of that that is due to intense stress so to get better sleep, make sure that you're reducing your screen time. We want to reduce that blue light exposure before bed. So no phone an hour before bed. And just try and make sure you go in bed earlier. If you've got to be up at 7 in the morning, just be asleep by 11. That's not that hard, okay? Get yourself to sleep. Make it a priority. It will change your life. And from my experience, this has been an absolute game changer for me for over the last few months. I constantly thought I was someone who could function off seven hours sleep. And recently I've changed my working hours. After last year doing IVF, I was like, right, something's gotta give, something just is not right. Um, And I've changed my working hours. I I used to get up at five o'clock every morning and I thought that that was okay. But I've realized since actually allowing myself to sleep more, I need eight hours or nine hours sometimes. I still go to bed at 10 o'clock like I used to when I get up at five, but sometimes I'm waking up at seven, half seven and so i needed more sleep and that has made a massive difference to my energy levels my mood i've got like zero pms symptoms and i used to get it awfully so it makes a huge difference because we often think that we're okay on less sleep but you know quite often we need more and being short on sleep and doing it you know over and over and over again can be a stress on the body now this is completely impossible for new mums, so don't let me stress you out, your body is different to mine, your body knows um, that it was, you know, ha- having a baby is an intense amount of stress on a woman's body, but your body is prepared for that and your body is, um, although it might not feel like it, your body is equipped to survive and take care of your baby on low sleep. Um so continuing with stress another thing that i found that i didn't realize was having a huge impact is caffeine you know if we constantly have caffeine and we're having caffeine on an empty stomach this can be stressful on the body too so we want to be making sure that if we're not going to cut caffeine out we at least reduce it if you go to a naturopath or there's a reason why when people are trying for a baby they tell you to not have caffeine there's a reason why when you're um, going through IVF they tell you to not have caffeine or at least to reduce it right down it's because it's not that great for us in that kind of you know scenario there's a reason for them telling you to reduce it and I can honestly attest to the fact that I used to have three barista style coffees a day I'd have one at home um, well probably about two at home throughout the day and then I'd always get a Costa coffee as well and I was always anxious and I was always stressed and I was always on edge I did that to myself it was self-inflicted if I was hungry sometimes I'd skip a meal and have coffee instead and I know a lot of women do that it's literally not a good idea for your gut health for your health and therefore your hormones it's not a good idea Um, so reduce caffeine if you're having really painful periods if you're struggling with sleep if you're struggling with your gut You know, I'm not saying cut it out, maybe reduce it and see how you feel. Alcohol is another one. The amount of people who have gut issues and sleep issues and feel stressed and just continue to put alcohol in their body. I am not holier than thou. I like to have a drink, but I could not drink weekly. I couldn't drink daily and I don't know how people do. If you are stressed, the single worst thing that you can do is drink alcohol because you're already stressed. You put alcohol in your body. Alcohol massively reduces the quality of your sleep, which means when you wake up, you're gonna have had shit sleep. You've got alcohol in your system and you're going to feel even more stressed. And this is how people get into the routine of drinking every day. Because it's a stress reliever. It helps them go to sleep. But the, the sleep is so shit that the following day they're stressed again. And then they have more alcohol. And it just becomes this vicious cycle. We can't lean on substances to help us feel better. If we are stressed we have to do something else to help us calm down. Same with things like weed. Like we need to make sure that we're not leaning on substances and that we take care of our stress in another way same with food chocolate might be your stress reliever if you just keep eating chocolate keep eating chocolate you're not gonna feel good you're gonna have those gut issues those skin issues so we have to make sure when it comes to stress that we are doing the things that will make the biggest impact like breathwork Meditation, journaling, speaking to someone, walking, going for a walk outside, exercising. All of these are brilliant ways to reduce stress and much more effective in the long term than alcohol or weed or whatever your crutch is. The next thing is exercise. So exercise is amazing for blood flow. And if we have healthy blood flow, the body Likes it okay when it comes to menstrual cycle problems specifically. When we, um, when so, for example, when you're trying to have a baby, the recommendation is to exercise regularly and that is to promote blood flow. When you're going through IVF, the recommendation is to exercise regularly, although they do say don't lift heavy because of um, you, you, you're stimulating lots of follicles in your ovaries to grow and there's a risk of ovarian contortion. So, in IVF, they'll say don't lift heavy, but they do say to exercise. When you're just trying to conceive, you can lift heavy, you can work hard. There's many, many women in my community who've got pregnant while being the strongest version of themselves. Doing hip thrusts, doing squats, doing deadlifts, all of the things. Um, So, you don't need to be fearful of exercise. Exercise is brilliant for you. But we need to make sure that we don't completely burn ourselves out. So, you know, running 15 kilometers every single day of the week probably isn't a good idea. Doing a high intensity exercise every single day of the week, probably not a good idea. And if you are somebody who wants to move your body every single day, you know, do a bit of yoga, sprinkle that in there. Have some downward, you know, methods of movement as well as, you know, things that, that are high energy and so exercise is really really good for blood flow it's really really good for heart health it's really really good for your health therefore it is good for your hormones okay notice all of these things none of them are specific to hormones because we can't hack or heal hormones we can only improve our health and therefore our hormones will do what they need to do okay there isn't a way to just like fix or heal them um And then the next thing I want to speak about is endocrine disruptors. This is way too ignored for my liking. Um, So basically endocrine disruptors are things within our environment that will affect our hormones, will basically affect how our body functions. So things like strong scents, um, skincare, sun creams, um, plastic containers... All of these things drinking out of plastic bottles ca- can be endocrine disruptors and this is something that i've become really aware of since trying to have a baby and i just couldn't actually believe and now i'm so sensitive um to like these strong smells and stuff like that so you know wearing cheap perfumes all day every day you know those zara perfumes they're nice and last long but you know it's not a great idea you're inhaling that all day Eaten out of plastic bottles, eaten out of plastic containers that you've put in the microwave. Um, You know, all of those plug-in air fresheners that people have, air fresheners in their car. Um, We're already exposed in our natural environment to a lot of endocrine disruptors, but we can make it worse by all of the things that we have in our home. You know, like all these scented things that we wash our clothes with um even dishwasher tablets you know when you drink out of a cup that's just been in the dishwasher and you can literally taste the dishwasher tablet all this stuff is going into our system and there is more and more evidence coming out that these things are having a negative effect on our bodies um endometriosis which is a, a menstrual cycle issue that that women get is basically um womb tissue growing on other parts of the body it is understood that endocrine disruptors are a huge player in this issue and there's lots of gut issues that again endocrine disruptors you know can really have been known to play a part and so there's more and more about this coming out but we've been brought up in a world which is just plastic everywhere ingesting all of this stuff that we don't really know what the outcome is and we're only really seeing that now, years and years down the line. You know, we've had these big increases in things like endometriosis and other um, kinds of health issues and endocrine disruptors are being to blame and there's much more information coming out about it now so my advice would be not to drink out of plastic bottles make sure that you filter your water make sure that you reduce the scented stuff in your home um, and just take a look at some of the chemicals that you're putting on your body um, and in your body as well I don't want to like send you a right down of rabbit holes because it can get a little bit overwhelming but it's just something to be aware of I don't have any plugins. I don't use any cheap candles, I just have like neon organic stuff if, if I want to, you know, bubble baths, shampoos, conditions, all these things, like when you actually start looking at all of the products that you use, it gets really um, crazy but it, it, can, it can impact us, so all of these things matter and then the final thing and the least important thing is your supplements. So unless you have worked on your nutrition, on your sleep, on your stress, on reducing caffeine and alcohol and on moving your body, unless you've done those things, there is zero point in you bothering to spend your money on supplements because they will not fix the issue if your lifestyle is shit. It will not cover up your poor lifestyle. You cannot hack your health. You can only improve it through real effort. There is no way of cheating sleep. There's no way of you know cheating stress and the effects it has on your body. There's no way of avoiding exercise and getting the benefits from it. There's no way of eating shit food and feeling good. There is no way to hack your health. Therefore, there's no way to hack your hormones. You have to show up and do the things that everybody has to do to get their machine to work correctly, okay? So when it comes to supplements I'm not against them but I'm just saying it's the bottom of the list girls it's the least important thing and it's at the bottom of the list we need to make sure that we're working on everything else before we even think about taking supplements and like I said I'm speaking from experience I've taken all of the supplements that I'm supposed to have been taken for the last few years but it's only in the last six months or so I've done the real work on the sleep on the stress on the nutrition on the um, endocrine disruptors and that's like I genuinely feel at the best I have ever felt and and so the supplements weren't the thing to fix it it was everything else so when it comes to supplements like I said I'm not totally against them I do think that there are some that can be helpful but I just would not buy a multivitamin Um, I wouldn't buy like a balanced tonic or a mushroom. I mean, people people do like these mushroom powders. I don't know enough about them, but it's not something I feel that I need. Um, And I wouldn't buy like athletic greens or anything like that. You cannot cancel out a healthy diet. We need to be trying to get as much nutrition from our diet as possible. And if we're struggling, then we supplement. Okay, so. This is the supplement is basically to top up what you're already doing with your nutrition, not to replace it. I used to think that I could take a multivitamin every day and not eat my fire fruit and veg, but my skin was a mess. My gut, you know, I had gut issues, didn't go to the toilet as much as I should do, period pains, all of these symptoms. You know, never really actually thought maybe you should be eating right. Um, And like I said, I was good at controlling the shape of my body, but not necessarily looking after my internal health. So supplements that I do recommend first one has got to be vitamin D if you live in the UK you will be low on vitamin D for at least six months of the year and probably 12 months of the year because most of us work indoors and we just don't see enough sun so vitamin D is a supplement that I usually recommend do not just go for the highest vitamin D that 4000 IUD or whatever it is go for about 2000 IUD take it every day year round if you work indoors, if you're someone who works outside, you might want to stop taking it in the summer, because you might get enough of it, um, so vitamin D, is one that I do recommend to everybody, the next one is omega-3, or a high quality fish oil, um, reason being is most of us just don't get enough of it, we don't eat enough wild fish, and so we don't get enough of it, so that's another thing that I would recommend, the next one is um, magnesium, now magnesium, is really important for healthy progesterone levels. Healthy progesterone levels is really important for fertility, but it's also really important for PMS as well. So if you're struggling with a lot of um, gut, skin, sex drive, mood, pain, all these things around your menstrual cycle, then magnesium might help. If you've done all of the other stuff as well, magnesium might help. I think it has an amazing um, impact on sleep as well. It's really, really good for recovery. So magnesium is one that I usually recommend to pretty much everyone. Reason being is that we can't it, magnesium's hard to get through food. There aren't many foods that we can that we can get it. And so supplementing with it is the easiest way to get it in. And most of us are low on magnesium. So it is a supplement I recommend because most of us are low on it. Um, and because we live like stressful lives magnesium gets depleted when cortisol is high and so we top it up <laughs> basically so omega-3 vitamin d and magnesium are the ones that i genuinely recommend to most people because they are hard to get for us with our lifestyle. you could add things like nac nac there's been loads of good evidence with that with regards to your immune system and also your menstrual cycle have a little look at it Um, if you are someone who's on blood blood pressure medication or any medication always always check with your doctor before taking any supplements i'm not prescribing these to anyone these are just what i um suggest looking into and then you could add a zinc supplement to that as well we'll get most of our zinc from animal products like chicken meat eggs um, but if you don't eat those things, you may well be low on zinc, so it might be something that you want to take. Again, really important for overall health. You probably get enough of it if you eat enough meat and stuff, but you might want to top it up. And then, if you do struggle with things like polycystic ovary syndrome, PCOS, then you might want to take myo inositol. Again, check with your doctor if you're taking any other medications, but that can be really helpful for regulating cycles. Just a little mention with regards to PCOS. Um, I've got quite a few clients who've got polycystic ovary syndrome, and honestly, the difference that they that they have noticed in their cycles since doing not the supplements, since doing all of the things, the nutrition, the sleep, the stress, reducing caffeine, reducing alcohol, exercising, is unbelievable. They're seeing their cycles get more regular. and um, If they have a like throughout December, eating eating more sugar processed foods and stuff like that more alcohol they they might notice that their cycle kind of goes irregular again but then once their uh, healthy habits come back into play it kind of regulates so it these lifestyle things really do work for people with pcos and i know that a lot of doctors just put you on the pill and that can seem like the quick fix but i would recommend working on all of these things and seeing if that helps so just to summarize nutrition needs to be the focus we need to make sure we are reducing sugar that we are reducing you know the food that we know is not good for us reducing fast food reducing the crisps the the sweets all of that we need to make sure we're eating real food high protein meals high fiber meals and lots of healthy fats in there we need to make sure that sleep and stress are a consideration you know are we getting enough sleep are we making sure that we're getting to bed early enough are we making sure that our room is cool and comfortable um, stress are we making sure that we're not leaning on alcohol and stuff like that are we and, and stress eating can we find better ways to manage stress like walking and um, reading you know self-care yoga meditation acupuncture is something that I've been doing it's insane now that I finally got into it I can't believe how good it is um you know reducing things like caffeine and alcohol to make sure that we are taking care of our body and not putting it into a stressed state all of the time exercising to promote healthy blood flow and um just trying to minimize the endocrine disruptors don't get stressed about them um but just try and reduce them as much as you can and then the final thing is supplements so the supplements are the sprinkles on top of the icing. So no one really knows that they're there. No one really, you know, you can't really tell the difference when those sprinkles are there. But, you know, they are just a little addition. We could enjoy the cake without the sprinkles. We could still live a healthy life without them supplements. Um, but they're just like kind of a nice add-on for those things that we are actually deficient in. So when you get these balanced tonics and you look at the amounts and stuff like that, a load of it you don't really need. Whereas if you're taking these actual specific things that you may well be deficient in, that's when supplements should be used, okay? So I hope that helps. I know that this probably wasn't what most of you were expecting to hear. You wanted me to say, oh, well, have this, have this, and you can hack this and that. Um, There is no quick fix. If we want healthy hormones, we have to live a healthy life. And that's just how it goes. If you have any questions about any of this or anything else, please make sure you let me know. You will find my Instagram handle in the show notes and I will see you soon. Bye.